You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 295. Today, we're going to talk about how to come up with your best stuff yet. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 3 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. We've got a real special one here for you today. We're going to talk about how to come up with your best stuff. What do I mean by that? Your best content, your best podcasts, courses, training, exercises, frameworks, you name it. I know most of my audience here, you are thought leaders, experts, authorities, course creators, membership site owners. You run workshops, retreats, group coaching programs. And because you do that, you know that when you create your best stuff, you get to help more people. And that's what we're going to have a conversation about today. Just to update you a little bit, if you haven't joined us in our new secret little group called Beyond the Podcast, you can do so now. jameswedmore.com forward slash beyond. Type that into your phone. And uh, for our most loyal listeners, I am sharing pretty much daily tips, thoughts, ideas that are coming to me, quotes, things to help you along your journey. Daily dose of nourishment for the entrepreneurial soul. It's using a fun little app called Telegram and our listeners over there are loving it. So all you got to do is visit jameswilmer.com forward slash beyond for beyond the podcast and come join us. Come hang out over there. So if you were following me there or following me over on Instagram, then you know that I was just in Maui for the past week, which is crazy. That was our second time in Maui this year. Third time in Maui in like three years. I love it there. Oh my goodness. Sedona and Maui are quickly becoming my two favorite places on the planet that I've visited. I don't know what it is about Maui, but you know, it always brings back to this conversation of the rest is the work. And there is just a different energy in Maui. You know, it's a little slower there and definitely is slower there, which is good. I'm in a noticing my natural ebb and flow. We all have a ebb and flow, uh, a rhythm to our lives, especially in business. And, you know, having had our big launch that you most likely participated in back in July and August. This is a time now for me to be in the ebb versus that flow. And I think if you're always trying to flow and go and go, 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 that's what can lead to burnout. And I pride myself on the fact that I've been in this industry doing this work for a really long time and I experienced burnout once. It was bad. I'm like, I'm going to make sure to never do that again. So to be able to take a few days to do really nothing other than, uh, got some more kite surfing lessons in if you were following me on my stories really do nothing but to relax and recharge so beneficial 
And it's during that time that I got to come up with some new content ideas. Even this episode today was inspired by my time there because I have gotten asked a lot of best practices. You know, James, what what are your best practices for coming up with content? How do you look at how you structure your content? How do you always come up with ideas? I mean, we're on 295 episodes and uh, we keep coming up with new ideas. This is amazing, right? In fact, for those who are a member of Business by Design, we just ran a really cool program. It's like a program within the program, program inception called Mind Your Money, inspired by Mind Your Business. There's 31 days of daily audio training talking about recreating your relationship with money. I don't need to tell you that as an entrepreneur, talking about growing your business, we're talking about making more money, right? You can't grow your business while attracting less money. So if you have an unhealthy relationship with money, a disempowering relationship with money, you haven't learned universal laws and principles to attract money, yet you still want to grow a business, um, it's going to be a little challenging. So this was an awesome program I put together. And what was more awesome was the feedback. I mean, the results that people were sharing is incredible. It's so unbelievable. People just having their biggest days, weeks, and months revenue-wise ever in their lives. So awesome. And so people started asking too, like, how do you come up with this? How do you structure things the way that you structure it? How do you think about content when you're putting it together? And all of that is really what has inspired this episode here for you today. So that's what we're going to talk about. And it's an important place to start, right? Is that for those that are thought leaders who want to be a thought leader, who has the following, the audience, you need to be constantly raising the bar on your stuff to make it bigger and better, to stay relevant, to have your stuff consumed. You know, that's the funny thing is being in this industry a long time, a lot of the message from long ago, just to let you in on some secrets here, was it really doesn't matter what your content is. It just needs to be like relevant and SEO based and just put it out there and people will find it. And that's enough. And then we just find some really cool secret tips and tricks for driving traffic. Um, and then there you go. You got a business. You're going to get some leads and sales. And sorry to say, folks, but if you're still making your predominant strategy, how do I just get more traffic? What are the quick tips and tricks and software and bobbity boops that will get people to see my stuff? You know, that just is old and outdated. It just is not going to work the way it did. And that's the wrong way to be looking at things. Because the fact of the matter is is that really no matter what niche or industry you're in, if you're a content creator, you're probably not the only one creating content, right? So that means there's a large supply, which means your audience has more options. So they're not gonna go for the lowest quality thing, they're gonna go for the best. And that's a good thing, that is absolutely a good thing. And I really believe moving forward in any industry, this type of work, the eyeballs are going to go to those that are putting out the best stuff, the highest quality stuff. And I want to show you how to do that today because I look at this podcast. I look at the growth of this podcast. You know, we do a lot to, to market it, to promote it and to get the word out. But at the end of the day, people wouldn't come back and keep listening if they're like, this sucks, right? 
People wouldn't recommend it to friends and family and peers in our industry if they're like, this is garbage. And so for you to spend more time, effort, attention, and energy on creating higher quality stuff is going to be worth it. Especially because I look at our episodes, you know, it's like, oh, it takes so long to do an episode or, you know, to create content or something like that. And to remember that someone here today is listening to an episode that I created two years ago. Someone's on my YouTube channel right now in this very moment watching a video I created three years ago. That's awesome. So that whole like it may take a little bit more time, but how much more time is it going to continue working for you? Isn't it worth it to put in that extra time now so that more and more people can continue to consume it and it can continue to work for you and your business? I say yes to that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to look at this from multiple different angles so that you can raise the bar on your own stuff and just keep increasing your level of confidence and competence on being a powerful thought leader and change maker. Let's start out by really asking a question about what makes content great. That's a question you should be asking yourself. I have a few ideas here, but for yourself and for your audience, what makes a piece of content great? I think number one, obviously, real simply put, it has to be relevant. It has to be relevant. If I'm talking about stuff that isn't relevant to you, it can be very clear, it can be very concise, it can be simple, straightforward. But if it's not relevant to you, then you're not going to experience it as great. So we're going to talk about how to find what is going to be a relevant conversation to have with your audience. And then, of course, it can't just be relevant. It has to be valuable or helpful. And, you know, provide value, be a value is such a vague, broad word, isn't it? Hey, here's a secret. Just provide valuable content. What the heck does that mean? So we're going to take a look at what that means today. But at the end of the day, if it's not providing value, if it's not helping somebody, then it's probably not going to be considered great. So what, what does that mean, be valuable, to provide value? By the way, it can mean many different things. It's not just teaching. Teaching isn't the only way to provide value. Usually it's an experience. If it inspires, if it motivates, if it gives clarity, if it gives confidence, if it gives certainty, if it creates simplicity, if it changes the way that somebody sees something, which is my next one, what's going to really make content great is content that has the ability to change the way that somebody sees something has the ability to change the way they think about something. Shifting of a perspective. A new way to look at something. You know, it was the late Wayne Dyer who said, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. You want to change someone's life. You want to make an impact or change in someone's life. It's not just about filling their head with more to-do items. Because more steps, more to-dos, more things that you need to tell them that they need to be doing that they're not already doing leads to overwhelm, not transformation. Begin to think today about how you can change the way that your audience looks at things. That creates great content. In fact, maybe in me even just sharing that here with you is getting you to change the way that you're already looking at how you can create content for your audience. If so, then case in point, right? It should also get them into action or get them closer to results, whatever those results may be. You see, when people have clarity, certainty, 
when they have confidence, when it's simple, then people tend to start taking action. And isn't that really our job? We're not so much a teacher as we are a clarifier or a simplifier. I look at that as what that's what my job is, is to help simplify things for you. Hopefully I am here. Who knows, right? So let's get into a few steps on how I look at this. The first foundational pillar is to, obviously, this is a clear one, no brainer, but still got to say it, which is to know your audience. Know thy audience. I think this is something that we know, but we don't do. And so that's an opportunity for you to look at is how well do I know my audience? Well, I don't have an audience. I don't care. (laughs) Because have you ever considered that the reason you don't have the audience yet is because you don't know them? Well, that doesn't make sense. Sure it does. Because people will follow you, follow your stuff when they start to go, wow, this person really gets me. So getting to know your audience inside and out as much as you can is powerful. And it's not just about deploying a survey. It's about listening. It's about observing. It's about paying attention. A lot of struggling entrepreneurs are so self-consumed with their own struggles and hurdles and problems that they never stop. So you can just get curious and fascinated by your ideal customers. Become curious about them. The goal here is to get clear on who they are, what they want, and what they need. One of the things that really helped me is, some of you guys know I was the YouTube guy. And every week I'd make a YouTube video. That was my dream. I was like, I just want to get paid to make videos and go surfing. I did that. Million dollar a year business, surfing and making videos. A lot of times I'd throw some GoPro surf footage into my videos. (laughs) Win-win. That's called killing two birds with one stone, or as I like to call it, feeding two birds with one seed. And every day I had a little trick. I didn't even know I was doing it, but it was so genius when I look back at it. Every day I would get up and I'd do my little morning routine and I would ask one question. What does my audience need from me today? What answers can I provide? What questions can I answer? What content can I share? What video can I create for them that's going to make the difference? My friends, my friends, my friends, you've heard me say it a million times. That quote, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask. And your subconscious mind must go to work to answer any question you give it. And today in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about my intuitive process of how I get what you could call downloads. I hate when people say that I'm getting a download, but how I get a lot of what I really experience as divinely inspired content, nudges, hits of intuition and inspiration of what to share. But I can't receive any of that without first being in a receptive mode and putting myself in that receptive mode begins with a intention and a question. That's what I really feel like is like receptive mode is a question is a intention to receive. Ooh, dang. That's pretty cool. Think about that for a moment. Talk about intentions. You talk about being in a receptive mode and a question is like a receptive intention because it's a boomerang. Asking a question, something's going to come back don't believe me, try it out. Prove me wrong. 
ask those questions. Not the why questions. Why isn't anybody following me? Why won't they listen? Why is no one like my content? Those are the wrong kind of questions to ask. I mean, it's not that they're wrong. It's just not helpful. It's not going to get you what you want. So you're going to get an answer. And it's going to be a crappy answer. It's like, because you suck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Instead, it's, but what do they really need? What do they need to hear from me that only I can share with them? From my perspective, my unique experiences, that when I say it, they'll get it and it will make a difference for them. Are you asking that question every day? Because I'm asking you that question. Are you asking yourself that type of question? So that's step one. And boy, when I just kept asking myself that question, it's no surprise, million dollar business, many, many millions of views on YouTube. It was awesome. I still ask some form of that question every day. It's different depending on what I'm working on and we'll get into more of that. So that's the first piece. The second piece is understand, like get present to your life and look around because your surroundings, your life is the Petri dish. I don't know. That's what just came to me for all of it, for all of your content. So let me tell you what I mean by this. A lot of my content that I share here on the podcast is based off of real experiences working with clients and students at every level, in my masterminds, on coaching calls, in our Facebook groups. And it's their questions are helping to create or co-create answers and conversations with me. And sometimes I go, wow, we just came up with something really good. I need to turn this into a podcast episode. So look around to the work that you're already doing and the life that you're already living. The opportunities for content are everywhere. I'm also looking through what I'm working through in my life, things that I have past tense worked through, things that I've struggled with, problems that I've solved become some of my best content because I'm sharing from personal experience and my own journey of having gone through it. Okay. So look around your own life. And a big piece of that is stories, 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 stories. I've already shared a few stories here in this episode, right? Me going to Maui, just using my time in Maui and my Mind Your Money program and the questions being asked as what inspired today's episode. So to create a swipe file in your notes, Evernote or whatever app you use, doesn't matter, any tool that you can use where you can start to list out any and all story that you have, small stories, big stories, funny things, and just keeping a log of them. And it's really easy for us to go, but I, I don't have an interesting life. I don't have anything interesting happening to me. I don't have any good stories. And that's a story right there <laughs> on multiple levels, right? I used to think that I had nothing interesting happen in my life. Then I realized, boom, right? That's a story. It's just something that happened. It doesn't even have to be interesting. It's just unique or different or it, it is a story. I mean, it's just telling something that happened. I can give you so many examples, but a few episodes ago on my podcast, I told the story of my first time kite surfing, learning and struggling and how frustrated I got. And I was kind of cursing at myself and saying some naughty, bad potty language. And then I reset, recenter myself. And it took my coach to remind me to get centered. And I chuckled later because I realized everything I know, everything I teach and everything I do in business went right out the window in a different context. And I stood up when I recentered myself and I had one of the greatest experiences of my life. We use stories 
to teach a lesson. A story is a metaphor. You know, and a metaphor is to use an unlike thing to help somebody understand something new, right? And a story is a metaphor. And I believe metaphor is one of the most powerful, effective communication tools. And so whether it's a metaphor or a story, same thing, this is powerful to include in all of your content, in every piece of your content, not 100% of the time. That's all you do. It's one tool for your content to get your message across because people will live out that story with you. They'll take on that role of being the main character. They'll see themselves in that story and they'll go on that journey with you like the one you went on. And then you get to end with a lesson and people will remember that story. They will remember that experience and it doesn't have to be a big one. It really doesn't. I'll just tell a story right now, right before this episode, I was at breakfast. I decided to go to breakfast by myself this morning. And it was a really interesting experience where the line was really long. I noticed myself getting a little frustrated and impatient because I wanted to get to the office so I could record this episode. And then there were no tables available and there were people doing this thing. And this I noticed was like triggering me as like a pet peeve where it's like one of those places where you like get in line and then order and then sit down. And there's all these people that had put their stuff down on tables and reserved a table before even getting in line. So they didn't have their food, but they're already holding tables. And so it was like three of these tables where people just put stuff in and I'm sitting there having ordered and I've got my hot coffee like filled with a brim and a big cup just standing there and there's no table for me. And these people are behind me in line, right? They're still in line. And I see myself getting like frustrated by this. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Finally, a table did become available. And I notice on both sides of me, there's other people that are frustrated. One person like ordered something that she had like allergies to and she's getting all upset. And then there was somebody else complaining with their friend. And I'm just like, whoa, what's going on here? And I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. But I notice like I'm having this frustration and anger and people around me are having frustration and anger. And I'm like, I just need to like really reset right now and not be around this and move my attention. And I did. And I did. And that's, you know, really a lesson for me and a story for you that includes a lesson for you of even when we get mindful to the situations that we're in, in our lives and the people around us, it can be a real indicator of where our attention is where we're vibrating at, where, where our frequency is. And it's an opportunity to see it immediately, to catch it, kind of like before it gains momentum. Like this could have been something that snowballed into like a really crappy day and I just had to stop. Oh, let's stop it right now, right? And there's an example. I don't know if that offered anything for you, but that's a story. But that's just based off my morning, you know? Uh, another one is my wife was uh, visiting her family about a week ago. And she says, I got to tell you the craziest story. I'm like, please. She said, I'm walking down the street and a Buddhist monk on a bicycle came up to me and he asked for directions to the Apple store. And for the next 45 minutes, I proceeded to hang out with this Buddhist monk and walk him to the Apple store while he's walking his bike. On the way, he told me his life story. He stopped me in the middle of the road or in the sidewalk and taught me how to meditate, how he meditates. And we had this amazing connection and this whole experience. And I was like, Chelsea, this is like the coolest story ever. It's like Buddhist on a bike. And I'm like, this is a great story. Like, 
how do we use this story? And that's amazing. I was like, you need to write about this. You need to journal about this. That's a great story. It's not every day something like that happens. And she, it's her story, so I can't take it. But from her story, I'm sure there's so many amazing lessons that can be used. And so I'm spending some time here for a reason because story is powerful. And it would really behoove you as a thought leader to be looking, being on the lookout for stories in your life, to realize that anything like picking your kids up from school or something they said to you or an interaction with somebody in line can be so simple. It doesn't need to be some earth shattering drama filled, like almost died kind of story, but it can become a metaphor that paints a picture that actually transports your listeners, your content consumers and offers a lesson. And so hopefully that's something you'll look for. Look to your surroundings for stories, for your own client interactions. Understanding if you're working with clients in any capacity right now, answering questions, having coaching conversations, is that there are the seeds of great content right there. All right, let's move on to the next piece here, which is to create some sort of system in your life for keeping a file, an organized file for these ideas, a place to brain dump all of it. Here is an example of another story. I'm on my way to my mastermind in Chicago a few months back. We get on the plane and I start going through one of these swipe file, you know, brain dump things that I use. I use swipes and Evernote. Swipes is an app for to-dos and I put my little notes in there and then I organize them in Evernote notebooks and paper and stuff like that. So I'm on the plane I start looking through some of these to kind of just start to organize them and put them into Evernote. It's this two-step process for me. Swipes is really fast. So I just make a note and then I go back to my life and keep my mind clear, put them in there in swipes and then go back to my day. And so I'm looking through these and I start reading a few. All of a sudden something clicks in my mind and I have this idea. So I open up a new swipe to do and I just start writing and writing and it's coming out so fast. Like it's just like... I'm like, oh, oh. And all of a sudden, Chelsea, uh, my poor wife, (laughs) she like wants to talk to me about something, but I'm in like total download mode. Like, do not interrupt me or I will lose this mode. You know what I'm talking about, right? And so I was like kind of rude to her. I was like, huh, no, mm, mm." and I just kind of like turned away from her and kept writing because I know that it doesn't come like this 24 seven. And when you're in the middle of it, I don't want to lose it. And I've had that. I've had that experience where you lose it. You know, you're in a flow state and I just wrote it all out and I, and I titled it the box and uh, I apologize to Chelsea. I was like, and she totally gets it, you know, cause she writes as well. She's like, had no idea. She I was she's like, you were on your phone. I was like wondering what were you doing? And, uh, and then she got it and she understood. I'm like, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, but I waited until it was all done. And then I, I didn't know what to do with this thing. I just like looked it over and I was like, I read it to Chelsea and she's like, wow, this is amazing. I really like this. And then the morning of mastermind, which is like two days later, I'm in a morning meditation and I just kind of got this nudge, like you need to read this. I'm like, just read it. Okay. And I just got up in front of the mastermind. I just read it. And the feedback from it was amazing. And it set the tone and the frame for the entire mastermind event. And it's kind of funny sitting there. I was like, wow, this, this like was really great. And it just came to me the day or two before the mastermind, right? And so the moral of the story here is to have first a process, number one, for receiving 
what you could call download, but just to have that inspired, understand that there is that inspired content, that that's how I experience it, right? Is like this guidance or a message or a download <laughs> that can come to you at any moment. Are you ready for it? Are you gonna, could you be ready for it right now? If is something coming to you in this moment, if, if so, do you, ha- how fast is it gonna take you? You're like a gunslinger. Whoosh, whoosh, how fast can you pause this, open something up, start writing, start collecting, start grabbing. Or are you making the dumb, dumb mistake where you're like, oh, I'll remember that later. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's gone. So this is about being open and receptive to it and having a process in place to capture it. I think it's also important to put yourself intentionally into those states as much as possible and to really get into a routine of finding what those states are for you, to trust that you are going to receive. Like I have a sense of knowing today that if I'm committed to helping my students and I know my audience that what they need is going to come to me at the right time so I can share it with them. And so right now we are in the process of BBD live, our live event. It's at the end of October. Woohoo! And for the past two, three months, I've been an intentional, been setting the intention whenever it pops into my head of receiving the content needed for that event that's going to make the difference for those attendees. And every once in a while, thought pops into my head and I write it down. And that's a part of this is realizing that it takes time. It can take time. You know, it's like trying to come up with your best content right now can sometimes feel like trying to fall asleep. The harder you try, the harder it becomes. And so giving myself time eliminates that pressure, makes it more fun and enjoyable and relaxed, you know, less attachment to it. And then just putting that intention out there and then giving myself as many opportunities as possible to get into an environment of a receptive state. You know, it comes when you're driving, it comes when you're relaxing, it comes when you're listening or reading or doing other things or in the shower, right? The water or the receptive state or for me, a lot is like in the ocean and it's your job just to simply grab it. When something comes, grab it, hold on to it, keep it. I think the worst thing we can do is judge it, doubt it and let it go, you know, like catch and release. It's like, maybe it was, it came there for a reason. And it's not that everything you grab, you got to go run and do something with it, but hold on to it, start to organize it, put it in your files and your folders. And it may form, it's like a seed and it may grow, it may not, but don't take it for granted. Don't throw it away so quickly. See what happens. Let it germinate. Let it marinate. So I use Evernote as well for um, Instagram, which is really cool. So I do this thing where uh, really simple. We have one Evernote, what do you call it? Like a paper, I don't know, folder thing, where anytime I get an idea for an Instagram quote, I write them in there and I just put them in order just down the line. And they're like versions of it. Like we work through, I work through quotes. I'm like, eh, maybe if I say it like this or like that. And it's just pages of it at this point. Sometimes the quote comes from my, somebody asked a question in a Facebook group. I gave an answer. I'm like, oh, I like what I said there. And I screenshot and I put it in there. Then Evie, our social media manager, when she's coming up with the content to post, that's the first place she goes. She goes straight to that file and looks at what the latest stuff is that I've put in there. And she's great because she can sit there and say, eh, this still needs some work or eh, we could say this more simple. That's always my challenges. 
Well, a lot of my stuff that I come up with, people are like, I don't get it. You know, it could be over their head at first. So she's like, how do we say this in a more simplified way, simplified manner? But she has this swipe file that she goes from. And whether you have someone to help you with that or not is irrelevant. The fact that you have this one place where all that content goes. And yes, I have another folder just for podcast episodes. So it's a notebook and every new page. What is it called? I'm going to go to my Evernote right now. A note. <laughs> Duh, it's called Evernote. I'm like, what do you call it? Paper, page? I don't know. Note. And I have a new note. So I have a, a notebook called MYB Podcast and then a new note for every podcast idea. And that's it. And then as I go through, I go, oh, this is something I want to add to that episode. Oh, this is something I want to add to that note. Some notes get more filled than others. Some don't. Some get abandoned. Some get deleted eventually. Well, some become fully formed. Right. And so this is a process. And I think that's really important to note here is that giving your ideas and your content, especially when you want to make great content, give them time to mature and realize too that teaching and saying the same things over time, they will naturally mature. You will refine your stories and your metaphors. You'll come up with better ways to say things, better hooks, better angles. And that takes time. And if you're the type of person that's trying to make it perfect before you put it out there, that's a broken strategy. It's, it's the experience of doing it that creates more confidence or gives you more confidence, usually more competence and improves it because it refines it. So don't be afraid to say the same thing. Don't be afraid to create a podcast episode and then like write an email about it or share it in a Facebook group or do a similar episode about it. I intentionally have overlapping content because I know people need to hear things multiple times. Okay. But a big piece of this is finding the process that's going to work for you to receive that content. I think a lot of people are in a place of thinking the only content they can come up with, which is, is like what they've learned. And that's so limiting. I feel like 99% of the content I share is something that I've received. That might be really weird for some people, but this is a weird podcast. But it's like, you know, I keep using that word, it's downloaded. And some of you know what I'm talking about, where it just like hits you and you like let it form and boom, you share it. So that's the most critically important piece. And finding how that's going to work for you is going to be important. I just shared a little bit about how mine works for me. That's my process. What's yours? Even when I'm doing this, it's just an outline. I don't I didn't write a transcript of this or something. Like it's not a word for word script. It's just a couple of bullet points. It's really simple. <laughs> Little bullet points are because I trust that once I start talking and I read a bullet point or look at a bullet point, it'll, it'll inspire so much more. So I want to wrap this episode up by giving you a more linear structured recipe for a great piece of content. This is a recipe. And so with a recipe, this is like the ingredients on the back of the box, right? The order isn't necessarily important for all of these, but it's nice to have all of these ingredients included in your piece of content, whether it's a podcast, Facebook Live, or blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I'm just gonna give you guys what I came up with, and it's not limited to this, and you don't need to include all of them, but I'm just trying to offer different ways to look at it. Instead of just looking at, you know, this piece of content is like teaching, here's my seven steps. Here's a way to look at this instead. First, 
any great piece of content is going to have to start with a very clear, relevant, beneficial promise and some sort of hook. What makes this unique or different? What's going to allow this to stand out? What's going to put a new spin on this? How is this different from anything else that somebody's heard? How is this unique? Okay. Promise and a hook. Is this relevant? Is this what they want? Is this what they want without what they don't want? That's the first piece. Next is include some form of metaphor or story. Always. I mean, the more the better. And the more fun you can have with making the, the story visual and descriptive and then bring them in there, into the story. Like, could you imagine what that would feel like? Could you imagine if that were you? All right, like have fun with your stories. Another great ingredient is to identify the mistakes and misconceptions that your audience may have about this topic and debunk them. How can you identify the biggest mistakes that they're having and debunk them? By the way, everything I'm sharing, I've done with you here today, and you can actually go back and re-listen to this episode and notice that I'm doing that. Uh, next, it helps to give people some specific steps. It does help to do that, even if it's like, here's just three things to focus on or three steps to take here or five steps or whatever. Uh, if you include any type of framework, you know, frameworks tend to be visual, so it doesn't need to be, but something that kind of packages and brands your content in a unique way, even if it's like a word, like an acronym or something like that. And if you can include an exercise, I'm all about exercises and the best types of exercises are questions, right? So here's an exercise for you right now is to just take out a piece of paper at the end of this episode and write down a list of um, one to 30 and come up with 30 amazing content ideas that you could share, turn into content, lives, videos, podcasts, whatever for your audience. Well, that's a really simple exercise. A lot of my exercises are questions that get people to think, to get people to journal, to get people to look at things that they haven't been looking at. So questions are great exercises, right? And then finally, a call to action, which was kind of that last exercise is also called action. Write down a list of 30 and then pick one that you're going to do in the next seven days or less and do it and include all of these seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ingredients. Okay. So promise with a hook, metaphor or story, identify and debunk the mistakes and misconceptions, give specific steps, offer a framework, an exercise, and some specific action item to do. Okay, so hopefully this was beneficial for you. Hopefully this was fun. This was a kind of a look inside my brain of how I look at a lot of the content that I'm creating. And, you know, it's really relevant whether it's for a podcast episode, if I'm doing a quick Facebook Live, or if I'm creating an entire program. So I hope this was beneficial for you. Please let me know over on the Instagram if you found this helpful, if this is going to give you a little bit more certainty, clarity, and confidence when it comes to creating your content because the fact of the matter is, you know this already, but the world needs your perspective. It needs your message. It needs your way of thinking because only you can offer that. I have a weird, unique way of looking at the world and it's not for everybody, but it is helping some people. So I'm going to keep sharing and that's why there's 295 episodes and there's probably going to be 295 more. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening and receiving from my perspective. Here's to you going out and sharing yours. Take care. The 
Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.